Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And with that, we welcome you inside the FanDuel Sportsbook here at the Meadowlands. I am Greg Sussman, joined as always by Frank Stample in just a few moments. Both Frank and I are live here in our Meadowlands studio today, which will make a fun show. We've never done a show together here, but we will, as promised, get to you the number nine overall pick in the whiteboard series as we get you prepared for your fantasy drafts. We know fantasy drafts are being affected by the coronavirus right now. Drafts are being canceled. They are being moved uh, from offline to just online. We're going to get into that. We also wanted to get into some of the unheralded players that like, hey, you got to be thinking about these players in your drafts. Don't forget about them. We talked about my list for weeks. We haven't gone back to that, but I want to do that. I want to talk about the players you don't want to forget about and not in Frank's crazy 30-round, 15-team nonsense drafts. But in your draft, and in my draft, and in the types of players that used to be deemed sleepers when that was still a thing. But now nobody's a sleeper. Everybody knows who everybody is, for the most part. We want to make sure you don't forget about them when it comes to the draft. We're going to be doing that in a little bit. Uh, a couple of notes, non-baseball related, though. As I was just reading before the uh, show started, that the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, has says for all sporting events, He wants nobody there. That's the governor. He's asking no spectators for any events inside in Cleveland, meaning Cleveland Cavaliers basketball, meaning the first four in Dayton, Ohio, meaning the first round of the NCAA tournament where one location is in Cleveland, Ohio. That's four games on Thursday, two more on Saturday or Friday, Sunday. So... A lot going on with this coronavirus. But nevertheless, your BFFs are here to talk you through all of it. How you can let the coronavirus affect your draft. You can't do it. We're here to make sure that you don't. But before we get to any of that, before we get to the number nine overall pick, before we get to the NBA tip drill, we have this update coming your way from Alex Fasano. Fasano with your Sports Grid news update here on the Fantasy BFFs. Guys, in college hoops, the Ivy League has canceled its men's and women's basketball conference tournaments Tuesday because of concerns about the coronavirus. The 14 tournaments were scheduled to be played Friday through Sunday in Cambridge. The Ivy League insisted it will award its automatic NCAA tournament bids to the regular season champions for the women, Princeton, and for the men, Yale. The tournaments are the first in Division I basketball to be canceled because of the coronavirus outbreak. In Major League Baseball, Mets outfielder Michael Conforto is returning to New York to have additional tests on an injury to his side. In a quote from General Manager Brody Van Wagenen, Michael tweaked his side by catching a fly ball in the wind 
during a game a couple of days ago. We will provide updates when we have more information. Conforto already had an MRI, but when the Mets wanted him to go additional testing, the team's medical director insisted. The 27-year-old hit 33 homers, 90 run scores, and 92 RBIs last season. And sticking with Major League Baseball, for the Yankees, catcher Gary Sanchez is not in Tampa on Tuesday because of a, quote, fever. Sanchez will be evaluated by Yankees team physician Norman Castellano. Presumably, he will determine whether Sanchez needs to be tested for coronavirus. The 27-year-old has also been dealing with a back issue in recent days. Uh, ironically, Yankees reliever Zach Britton expressed concern about the coronavirus after someone in his county was diagnosed with the disease and you got a full slate of NBA NHL and college hoops tonight let's go to the hockey league where the Boston Bruins visit the Philadelphia Flyers Bruins are your goal and a half favorite the total five and a half the Pittsburgh Penguins visit the New Jersey Devils Penguins are your goal and a half favorite the total six and the New York Islanders visit the Vancouver Canucks Canucks are your goal and a half favorite the total five and a half I'm Alex Fasano and this has been your sports grid news update now back to Greg and Frank on the fantasy BFFs all right, back here on the BFFs. Nice job by you, Alex. A lot of corona going on in all of sports, but tonight the NBA will, in fact, be in action. A lot going on with the San Antonio Spurs. We've seen LaMarcus Aldridge already be upgraded from doubtful to probable. How is that going to affect everything? We'll figure it out. But earlier today, our Shangwa Samakia got an opportunity to sit down with Drew Denkmeyer of DailyRoto.com to talk about tonight's NBA slate. All right, shooting guard DeMar DeRozan of the San Antonio Spurs. No LaMarcus Aldridge. Figures he'll get some more shots there as a primetime game. Dallas takes on San Antonio on TNT. Yeah, competitive game environment here with San Antonio at home. And Dallas favored by four points, but a strong 228 total. And without LaMarcus Aldridge, without Jakob Pertl, and now without DeJounte Murray, the Spurs are really hampered for scoring. And so we expect DeMar DeRozan. We set that usage rate to pump up into the upper 20s. The assist rate has really ticked up in the absence of DeJounte Murray as well. Uh, eclipsed 30% in samples with him off the floor this season, according to NBA Wowie. So we think it's a really good spot for DeMar DeRozan. The price tag is still pretty reasonable. Uh, and there's lots of ways to spend on this slate. That competitive game environment in San Antonio against Dallas is one we want to attack. That is a game you're going to want to attack, but the question becomes what to do with LaMarcus Aldridge. Probable now tonight, everything's going to change with DeMar DeRozan and with Rudy Gay. So make sure you head on over to DailyRoto.com before lineups lock tonight so you get the most up-to-date information. And with that, I want to welcome, my, welcome in my co-host, of course, it's my VFF, more than a co-host, it's Frank Stample, as we begin pick number nine. Frankie, what's happening, bud? Greg, hey, what's going on, man? New location, what same BFF. This is great. What's going on, man? How did you sleep last night? I slept, I slept uh, pretty well, I think. It's good to hear. Yeah. No interruptions, no uh, drunk Judy, no backache. The back's getting How's better. The back's, the back's getting a little get bit better. Get over here. Come on. Over. We, don't, oh, we don't normally oh, get to do this, this on the show well, here. You can do it on the well, show. There's nothing right. stopping us. Give you a little, oh, oh yeah. there you go. Now we are talking. All right. Oh. We're going to get you up and running again, we, Greg. Yeah, that was actually making it feeling a lot better. Don't you worry about that. That was great. <laughs> Let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing that. All right. We're here back for another whiteboard series. You know how it works by now. Today, the number nine pick. If you watch any of this throughout the fantasy football season, normally I'll draft two different teams, pit them up against each other let you know which one I like more. Today, we're going to be doing it from a roto perspective and from a head-to-head -head points perspective, Greg. 
Normally I was doing it. Kind of looks like number sign two H points, like hashtag second half points. Is that true? Just letting you know. Yeah, you don't like my handwriting? <laughs> I'm just is there saying. a problem there? Hashtag. This is a hashtag, Greg. There's two lines right. each way. This is an H. There's sure. one line. All right. Well, it doesn't look like a sundered H, but continue. I don't know that you have the best penmanship yourself. I'm not Greg. saying I do, but. Can I continue? Sorry. All right. From a Roto perspective and from a head to points perspective, if you have number nine pick, how are you supposed to handle this in your drafts? Let's at least get through the first overall pick here uh, before we hit the break. Yeah, you're at number nine, right? We said this yesterday, Greg. You think there's a consensus top seven? I think that there's, you think there's a consensus eight. top eight. Yes. I think there's a consensus top seven. Most people would argue Lindor is in that group. Let's assume the top seven are gone. Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Ronald Acuna, Mike Trout, Christian Yelich, the top two starting pitchers, Garrett Cole, Jacob DeGrom, and Francisco Lindor, which means the best player available in Roto is the never-ending story. That is Trevor Story. Some people are going to argue for Trey Turner in the spot, Greg. I am not one of those people. I like what Trevor Story brings to the table. He's cut down the strikeouts the past couple of seasons. He's going to give you 30-plus home runs. He's going to give you 20 steals as well. The counting stat should be there, obviously. Hitting in Coors Field, really good lineup around him as well. Greg, I don't like to invest all of my stolen bases in one player, and I've explained this before. I had D. Gordon in the main event last year. He went down. And wasn't good, frankly, and only wound up giving you like 20, 22 stolen bases. When you put so much stock into one player for your steals, if that player gets hurt, then you're kind of screwed. And as I've liked to you know, build these teams out, and I've said before, Greg, in Roto, I like to get a bunch of players that can give me 12 to 15 steals, maybe 20, maybe one player who can give me 20 to 25, uh, because I think that that's the best way to round it out. So I'll take Trevor Story over Trey Turner. I think you'll get better numbers from Story than you will Turner. Are you okay with that? Well, so we talked about this, right? We had a whole show about this. What do we do about those home road splits with Trevor Story? Trey Turner hasn't been able to stay healthy. Same as Trevor Story earlier in his career. But Story, uh, for me, you're going to get more power. You'll get less steals, but I think all the other numbers will probably be pretty similar. I'm good with Trevor Story over Trey Turner. All right, so let's move over to the head-to-head -head points format right now. Trevor Story in Roto, obviously, and as I've said time and time again when it comes to the head-to-head -head points league, you need pitching. And I don't care if I'm pulling up Walker Bueller or Max Scherzer up the board. I want that ace on my head-to-head -head points team. So I'm going to take Walker Bueller, who is now my number three starting pitcher, Greg, because... We had to lower Justin Verlander with the injuries that are going on with him right now. Uh, and Max Scherzer today is dealing with a side injury. They're he saying, says he's still going to make a start on Sunday. He says he's going to make a start on Sunday. He was supposed to start today. Scratched. Precautionary is what they're saying. But let's not forget last year, Max Scherzer dealt with back neck injuries as well, which prohibited him pitching uh, in the World Series as well. A lot of people think Walker Buehler can take that next step, and I am one of those people, Greg. We saw last year he got off to a slow start. Remember in 2018, he pitched deep into the postseason, into the World Series, uh, so didn't get a normal spring training. But once he got going into the season, Greg, from really May on, Walker Buehler pitched like one of the best pitchers in baseball, like a top-five talent that he is. Uh, so I have no problem pulling him up the board here. I want that ace in a head-to-head -head points league, and Walker Buehler, it is. So that's the question that I knew we were going to have to answer at some point today, right? Justin Verlander, he's not going to start the season on time. Max Scherzer has this side issue. He's supposed to make a start on Sunday. It's Tuesday. So all of a sudden, on Friday, if his side's not feeling better, then you got to worry. And I know that's creeping into your mind here, Frank. So who's the next guy up? Walker Buehler. And I get it. You always, when you have an opportunity, you always want to have a pitcher uh, in this spot in the head-to-head points league because they provide you so many points. I get it. Walker Buehler now moving up. When we come back, I want to ask, 
where Walker Bueller should go in the Roto side of things. I understand head-to-head -head points, Frank. You've been very adamant about that throughout your whiteboard series. But when we come back, we're going to talk about how high you're going to move Walker Bueller up in the Roto setting, and we'll get to the next two picks for both head-to-head -head points and for Roto. Stick around. Hold on, more coming your way here on the BFFs. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here with Frank Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. This is the Fantasy BFS. We're going forward with this week's whiteboard series. Pick number nine today, Walker Bueller for the head-to-head -head points category. Trevor's story, the never-ending story, as the number one pick in a roto format. But Frank, before the break, I wanted to pose you the question, sir. With Max Scherzer battling a side injury, with Justin Verla Verlander, Verlander having a strained lat, how high is too high for Walker Bueller? I think that he's in the mix on this side as well from a Roto perspective. If you wanted to take Walker Bueller over uh, a Trevor Story, I don't really have a problem with it. I think that you can make the argument to pull him that far up the board. Most people are not going to want to do that. I think realistically, you're looking at Lindor's going to go 8 in Roto, Story's going to go 9, Trey Turner's going to go 10, Juan Soto's going to go 11. Realistically, you probably see Walker Bueller go in that 12 range. 12. 13, 14, 15, that's where you're going to see Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer. I would make the argument you can take him as early as 9, but I think realistically he's probably more so around 11 or 12. So let me ask you this, you have pick 11 in a league potentially, uh, would you be taking Walker Bueller there? Uh, it is definitely something that I would consider, uh, especially considering all the injuries to pitching right now. It just means other players are going to move, be moved further up the board, other pitchers are, and hitters are going to slide down the board. So at pick 11, I don't have a problem taking Walker Bueller there. Walker Bueller, Juan Soto, Trevor Story, uh, Trey Turner, one of those four guys probably the pick at 11. That's right. Does that, make, does that sound right? Yes, that sounds right, Craig. All right. We have pick 11 in the league together, for oh, those who are wondering. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're referring to. What are you talking about? I have no idea. All right. Let's move on to uh, pick number two for both of these guys. All right. So we'll go back to the Roto side of things here. And you're looking at pick, uh, my, if my math is correct, a 12-team league. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> During the break, Frank was counting on his fingers to try to figure out what number pick it actually was. True story. Oh, you think you could just do it in your head, huh, Mr. Mathematician? Is it a 12-team league or a 15-team league? It's a 12-team league. It's a 12-team league. All right, so real quick, yeah. what number pick do you have? 16. Second round. 16. Yeah, you thought about that before. Is that right? Yeah. All right, that's what I thought. You thought about that before. That's what I thought. That's what I do. He's not wrong about the counting on the hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the second round, I know that I like to stress starting pitchers, really in both formats, more so in head-to-head -head points, but Greg, Jose Ramirez is still available at pick 16 in the second round of a 12-team league here if you have the ninth overall pick. As much as I would like to make the argument for Shane Bieber pulling him up the board with Justin Verlander hurt, if Max Scherzer is there, I would say go ahead and take him, assuming that he's healthy. Wait before we get more news there. But i got to take Jose Ramirez here in the second round to pair with a Trevor Story here, Greg. 
two players who are That's amazing. Five, five category players start. who are going to give you everything, and they afford you so much flexibility for the rest of the draft, Greg. You have, you know, stolen bases so far. You have power. You have a little bit of everything. You know, maybe Jose Ramirez hits 270 this year, 275. He's not going to really excel in batting average. Trevor Story, 280, 285 hitter. You know, these aren't the, your 300 hitters, so you're probably going to have to get another one of those batting average contributors later on, but they don't hurt you in batting average. No, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I think a little bit later on in your draft, you can just get a guy that is a, a fine average hitter that's a, a 300 hitter and you're in a good spot. Brian Reynolds, Safari Planet? Well, obviously. But I think both of these players, uh, Trevor Story and Jose Ramirez, give you solid batting average, give you steals, give you home runs. That is a fantastic start to a team. My favorite thus far, to be honest with you. Yeah, I really, really like this as well. And you're still going to be able to get some solid starting pitchers in rounds three and four, and we'll attack that a little bit later on as well. Coming back on this side, we already have Walker Bueller. I don't think that you need to pull another starting pitcher up the board. I think that you could get some solid guys. In rounds three, four, five of a 12-team league as well. I don't think that you need to force the issue too much there. So we're looking at a hitter. If Jose Ramirez is there, he's fine. He's a good hitter for a points league. He's going to hit a ton of doubles, ton of home runs, good play discipline as well. But the player that I would argue for, assuming that he's healthy, Greg, because he left today in spring training this. with a foot injury. He got hit in the foot with a pitch. He's they fine. said that he's fine. he's fine. It was just precautionary. I would argue for Bryce Harper to go at pick 16 here in the second round. He's so great in a points league as well, Greg, because the, the plate discipline, yes, he's going to strike out, but he's also going to give you like a 15% walk rate, which yeah. helps mitigate his strikeouts. I think we're in for a big year from Bryce Harper, Greg. 35 to 40 home runs, 270 plus average, 15 stolen bases. The counting stats are there. Great lineup, great ballpark. I think everything's there for Bryce Harper. For this year. Yeah, and once again, and I haven't loved every team that we put together, but like, I really like this team too because I think you got a potential first round pick. Somebody that in 15 team leagues is actually going toward the first round now. You get him in the second, you get a potential ace that's healthy right now in Walker Bueller here uh, in head to head points in the first. I really like both of these two teams. I think we're thus far, these are the two teams I feel the best about. That we've done. I, I've never got this much positivity, this much optimism. Well, because you're sitting, oh, we're sitting next to each other. Oh, all right. So no, I, feel, I feel more he, into it. If he was sitting across the room behind a table, he'd probably be like, well, I don't really like that team. But the right. thing would be, I can't really, really see it. Right. You know, it's like, what is that? What's oh, that so say? Now I can see it. Yeah, now I can see I'm in. Like, well, how, how good are well, these Well, Greg, I hope you go back and watch the other whiteboard series that I've done because they're all really good. All Not as good as this great. one, though. These are pretty good teams. How good are these teams, seriously? They're great. They're we, both great. How do we do this? You, you have ninth pick in a 12-team league. That's how you do it. If we have 11th pick, we can start Walker Bueller, Bryce Harper. Kind of down. Potentially. Sounds fun, right? It does sound fun. All right. These are my kind of teams. Let's keep going. All right, let's keep going. We have the first two picks here, Trevor Story and Jose Ramirez from a Roto perspective. Uh, so I said that we're going to attack starting pitching. Now is the time to do exactly that. And I'm going to take someone who broke out last year, Greg, and someone I think who can pick up where he left off. And that is Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Greg doesn't like this pick. You see the face that he's making right now. But Greg, you might want to check out the underlying numbers. When I it know comes what the underlying to Lucas Giolito. The swinging strike rate was absolutely ridiculous. The strikeouts were there for him. He changed his mechanics. He is healthy again in spring. He has already made his debut. Uh, Yasmani Grandal is the catcher of the White Sox this year. I think he's going to work wonders for Lucas Giolito, for Dylan Cease. He's a great pitch framer. He's going to steal strikes for these guys. And last year, Greg Giolito. Changed the mechanics. Saw increased velocity on the fastball. 94, 95 miles per hour. Has the changeup working. A deadly fastball changeup combination. Greg, I am buying in on everything that Lucas Giolito did last year. I think he's going to give you strikeouts. A mid-threes ERA. A sub-1-2-0 whip. Matt Modica is buying in, Greg. So am I. Listen, I'm a Matt Modica guy. We all know this. 
But the thing about Lucas Gilito, everything you just said is true. He got so much better last year. All these underlying numbers, they're up. It's one year, not even a full year. From worst to first, Greg. From worst to first, right? The worst (laughs) starting pitcher went undrafted last year. Now you are taking him in this league as your ace. That gives me pause. I'm a little bit nervous. At this spot, can we get a guy like Patrick Corbin? I feel much more comfortable with Patrick Corbin. You can get a Patrick Corbin, although he does like to golf, Greg, and he did pitch deep into the postseason. These are things that have worried you before. What about you, Darvish? You Darvish is also in this mix, not as high as Lucas Giolito in my rankings, personally. Some people would argue I just feel a little more Darvish. comfortable. How can you make the argument for His Lucas half Giolito? Was amazing. Yeah, but Lucas Giolito was great all season long. He was better His for longer last His year. His April wasn't great. All right, from May on, Lucas Giolito <laughs> was more consistent and better. Than I'm just Darvish. nervous about him being my one. I, I just I don't see how you can make the argument for Giolito and not be worried about Darvish. You know, I, I'm not not nervous about Darvish because Darvish has the injury like, concerns. So realistically, past, it's well. like Patrick Corbin's actually the guy I like the most. But you're right; those pitching into the World Series having a, that deep. How about Luis run. Castillo? Would you rather have him? I think they're similar. Yeah, I think I, he has warts as well. I think, with I, I think they're similar, and that's the problem with taking Trevor Story and Jose Ramirez back to back. Well, you love the team. Now you don't love it anymore. I'm a little bit nervous. So you would have liked if you started Walker Bueller here and then maybe get, like, a Javier Baez in round three. Oh, yeah? It's pretty fun. You start Walker Bueller, Jose Ramirez, Javi Baez? I'm interested. It's pretty fun. Could you have Javi Baez right here? Uh, no, because he's not good in a points league, Greg. So we're going to go away from Javier Baez. Uh, honestly, you could have started three hitters in a row, Greg. Sure. You could have went Baez over here and then just, you know, took three pitchers in a row. Where are you four, playing five, him? And Where six. are you playing him? Middle infielder. All right, sure. You have that ability. Continue. All right, let's go back over to the head-to-head points thing, uh, side of things here. Walker Bueller and Bryce Harper, we have our ace starting pitcher. I want to take another hitter, and I said this yesterday, Greg, because the starting pitchers to me are not dissimilar that you can get in round four versus round three. You okay. already have the ace. I don't think you need to force the issue. I'm going to take someone who excels in the head-to-head points format. Uh, I hope I spell this gentleman's name correctly because it's... I always like how he says gentleman, like this gentleman. It's not the easiest one to uh, to spell out there, but Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox. A lot of people are not buying yeah. what he did last year, Greg, and neither am I technically. I don't think he's going to hit 35 home runs or even 30 this year, but if he hits 25 to 27 home runs, yep. leads the league in baseball... In, uh, uh, baseball. Le- <laughs> leads the league leads in the baseball. League, leads the league in doubles. Sure. Which he didn't he do does, last he, he does that in baseball. He but did he, not do it last but year. But he, he was, he was third, third last year. He was third in doubles last year. Doubles obviously help you in a head-to-head points league. I still think the Red Sox lineup is really good. You're going to get a ton of volume there. He doesn't strike out. Solid plate discipline out of Xander Bogarts. Any pushback on that pick, Greg? No, I'm okay with that. And he's better than Javier Baez in a head-to-head points league. Yeah, and that's something that it's probably hard for you to say because you're a huge Javier Baez guy. And I've never been a Javier Baez guy before, but this is the year where I'm finally buying into Javier Baez, which means he'll probably be out for the rest of the season come May. I think the other players you got to mention around here, Charlie Blackman. Comes to mind. I think he's an really, option. Really good in the points league as well. Yeah, I think Charlie Blackman's an option. And but here's the one thing George, I will say. George Springer, maybe? The splits, Greg. The splits when it comes to Blackman. And I know this is something that you've actually researched, and they did a great article in The Athletic about this, is uh, that Blackman got better last year in the second half on he the did. road. But in a head-to-head points league, Greg, you need more consistency. Yep. And Charlie Blackman is someone who has struggled with that because of the home road splits. All right. I'm cool. I'm cool with Xander Bogarts. I am leaning toward this team now. Okay. I'm going to jump back over here to the Roto side of things. We already have Lucas Giolito. Greg, we have one young guy, which means we have to take an old guy. I can't have too many young players on one team, Greg. Is this Nelson Cruz? That what it is? You guessed it. It's my man, Charlie Morton. I think I guessed Nelson Cruz, actually. But that's of, uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I didn't say that you were right. You said you guessed it. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, forget it. Charlie Morton is the name that we're looking for here, Greg. You know what? 
Let's just double down. We're going to go Charlie oh, Morton on God. both sides. This is ridiculous. Why do you got to do this, man? How can you go away from Put Charlie Put Aaron on that one. No, 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 no. Charlie Morton is better than Aaron Nola. If you like Aaron Nola, or if you like Noah Syndergaard more, or Zach anybody who's in this mix for fourth-round pitchers, if Clayton Kershaw falls to the spot, you can take that player over Charlie Morton. The point of this is to just kind of know which positions to target and when. Uh, so I do like Charlie Morton in the spot, but if you like another starting pitcher more, if Luis Castillo falls to the fourth round, Greg, um, here you go. You start two hitters, two pitchers on both sides of these drafts, and you kind of see how things play out differently if you start with Walker Bueller in the first round versus Trevor Story in the first round. But I think this setup here, Greg, especially offensively, you have such a base of home runs, power, stolen bases with Story and Jose. And then on this side, you have two great starting pitchers already on your team. And you have players that contribute and head-to-head points because they have really good play discipline. What do you think of pick number nine? Let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you contact us. When we come back, Frank and I are going to go over the news. Gary Sanchez, Jordan Alvarez, Max Scherzer. A lot to talk about. Stick around. More of the BFFs coming your way next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, back here on the BFFs, Greg Sussman. He's Frank Stamble. Hi, Frank. Hey, Greg. We're very close to We're each other. We're very close to each other. Can you rub it back again? Uh, all right, here we go. We got to make the back feel better for Greggy because the other day he sprained his back a little bit playing some spike ball. Ah, uh, here we go, buddy. It's actually amazing uh, how, feel, how good this feels. All right. I didn't even know I was good at that. You are. <laughs> Kingers should really take advantage. Look at this. We're on the same website. <laughs> oh, right? look at that. Look at that. Yeah, we're on sportsgrid.com. How about know? that? Follow on sportsgrid.com. Get on the grid. Let's get to some of the top stories uh, from today, Frank. And that uh, begins with what Dusty Baker was saying earlier today about Jordan Alvarez. He left uh, last week. He had some knee soreness. He's going to miss a couple days, come back uh, into the game, I believe, today. And then he didn't, Frank. And now Dusty Baker says, uh, I don't know. Are you hesitant here about Jordan Alvarez? I am hesitant when it comes to Jordan Alvarez. The problem with this, Greg, is that it's also going to push up the price of Nelson Cruz because for the longest time, and we've said this, I don't know, going back to January when we started doing fantasy baseball prep, was that why would you take Jordan Alvarez in the third round when yeah. you get Nelson Cruz in the sixth? It just didn't make sense all along. So now I think those two names are going to move closer together. I think we could see Jordan Alvarez drop down to the fourth round now, and we're going to see Nelson Cruz move up to the fifth round, which obviously if you were buying Nelson Cruz is a problem. But I think you have to be worried about Jordan Alvarez. This kid is 22 years old, Greg, and he was already only playing designated hitter. Maybe the reason was because he has like some type of degenerative knees. Again, he's only 22 years old, so I think that there is concern there. The fact that he was supposed to play today in spring training, that has been delayed. Now he his status for opening day is legitimately in question. And we mentioned, Greg, that a lot of people have um, drafts coming up. You know, coronavirus permitting, obviously. But the drafts are still going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see how far Jordan Alvarez falls because, you know, since the weekend... His ADP is at 44. So, you know, 
Typically, he was a borderline second, third round pick. Now in a 15-team league, moving towards the back end of the third. And if you're in a uh, 12-team league, he's consistently in the fourth round. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez, understandably so, Frankie. He's clearly taking a step back, and he has to because we don't know when he will be healthy. Much like your guy Willie Calhoun, right, fractures his jaw. Chris Woodward announces, well, Nick Solak's going to be our starting everyday left fielder. He was a guy that a lot of people were hot on uh, earlier this spring when we thought he might have a job. He didn't. Um, Former Yankee top prospect, not top prospect, but former Yankee prospect, is going to get a shot every day in left field. You were high on him a while back. You come back around now to Nick Solak? Yeah, I've already drafted him as well. I took him in a best ball draft the other day once the news was announced on Willie Calhoun. Breaks my heart, Greg, obviously. You know, I was a big Willie Cal... Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I was a big Willie Calhoun fan coming into the season. Hit 21 home runs last year and right around 80 games. I thought that this could be the year that he really takes off. Hits 30-plus home runs. I trust in the bat. You look at the minor league numbers. Doesn't strike out all that much. Has big pop as well. Was slated to bat third in that Texas Rangers. Uh, third or fourth, you know, right around where Joey Gallo is going to hit. Uh, but, you know, there was a lot to like about Willie Calhoun this year. Just breaks my heart. Poor guy. Gets hit in the face with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. I think the earliest you could expect him is... Early May, maybe mid-May. He did have surgery yesterday. He tweeted out that everything is good, and he's looking back to getting on the field. Uh, but I am definitely interested in Nick Solak, Greg. 25 years old. He hit 289 with 27 home runs last year in AAA. And when he got p- called up to the major, small sample size, only 33 games, but a 293 batting average. He hit five home runs, and you'll like this even more, Greg. you got to pay attention here. 11% walk rate while batting 293. This is somebody who can have... You know, a 360, a 370 plus on base percentage while he's filling in for Willie Calhoun. And I think if he performs well, even once Willie uh, comes back, they'll find a way to get him into the lineup, whether that's moving Todd Frazier over to first base, exactly what I was moving say. Solak yeah. to third base, uh, or if Rugnet Odor is not performing well, they'll just put Nick Solak back at second. That's his natural position. If he performs well early on, he will have a job for the rest of the season. I think it's clear that it'll probably be him at third base, Frankie, because they're working Todd Frazier out at first right now because both Ronald. Guzman, Greg Bird, not getting it done in the spring, but one of them are going to have a job, the other one probably on the bench, uh, because of this injury to Willie Calhoun, but we will ultimately see. I want to talk, I was going to talk about some of these sleepers, we're going to get to it in a little bit, and it's Florio's boy, Corbin Burns, now he might have a role, we'll get to that <laughs> coming up uh, in a little bit, but I want to continue on this grander scale, we referenced before Max Scherzer, and we said that, hey, he's got this side issue now, he says he's fine, it's no big deal, he's throwing tomorrow, he'll be starting on Sunday, nothing to worry about here. Here's the problem. We have a draft on Thursday. There is a draft all weekend long for you. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He's not starting until Sunday. The amount of setbacks that can happen between now and then are, well, infinite, in all honesty. How concerned are you about Max Scherzer after what we just witnessed with Justin Verlander? I think you have to be concerned, especially considering what he went through last year, Greg, battling the back injuries, the neck injuries when it comes to Max Scherzer. Uh, And look, he missed time throughout the playoffs, throughout the postseason in the World Series. And, you know, if anyone is a gamer, it's Max Scherzer. There was no chance he was going to miss action in the World Series unless he was severely, severely injured. And that was the case last year. And he's yeah. not getting any younger, as we proved yesterday on the show, Greg. He's not 36 years old, but he is 35 years old. So he's getting up there in age. Same thing could be said for Justin Verlander. And I think that that was, you know, that further proves maybe not pushing someone like Max Scherzer off the board. I mean, why would we react with one older pitcher getting hurt by pushing another older pitcher up the board. It just doesn't really make sense. So I think that, you know, uh, I'm not going to react too far on this right now. I think that 
ultimately everything is going to be all right with Max Scherzer, or at least I'm hoping so. Uh, but I do think he's probably going to hover around that late first, early second round range. Uh, and if he falls even a little bit, then I would probably just I would buy the dip when it comes to Max Scherzer. So my question to you is, what is the price have to be in an auction for you to buy? For, for Max Scherzer? Yeah, so... You know, look, he's probably going to go for in a 15-team league between 35 and $40 anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really think that that changes things much, right? So like, if you get on the low end of that, like, aren't you yeah, interested? Yeah, if, if you could jump in at $35, why wouldn't you do that when it comes to Max Scherzer? Because assuming everything's healthy, th then you're getting the discount on him, right? If everything's all right with Max Scherzer and he's good to go by opening day, then you're getting a 2 3 maybe $5 discount on Max Scherzer. I mean, this is... Look, Greg, this is the game that we play. It's it's risk versus reward. I mean, how you know how uh, risk averse are you? If you if you know if you don't like to take chances on, on guys that are banged up right now in the spring, then you should probably stay away from Max Scherzer, Verlander, Chris Sale, Blake Snell, all the Yankees, including Gary Sanchez now as well. We get to him next. Um, it, I, I think it comes down to what kind of drafter are you? How aggressive are you? I think for sure, uh, Max Scherzer should be on our radar, Frank, on Thursday. All right. Oh, uh, back to the drawing board once again. Uh, not, not, not the, the whiteboard. Either. It's not back to the drawing board. My we little have, notepad here. On the we, have a, we have a plan, though. We have a plan. That's part of our plan. We need to save some money. I somewhere. don't know. I still have uh, I still have someone else written in here. Greg. Yeah, but if we can save $5 and allocate that elsewhere, that could be very helpful to us. And then Max Scherzer could be shut down for the year. Greg. Well, that would, that would be frustrating. <laughs> that would be very, very frustrating. All right, you mentioned Gary Sanchez. So Gary Sanchez, we talked yesterday, and you asked me, would I move him down at all? And I said, no, he's still my number two catcher. Valley's a back soreness. He's going to catch. He'll be back uh, hitting this week. He should play over the weekend. So now, much like Chris Sale, uh, he, he has the flu. Uh-huh. So Chris Sale had the flu, and then really he had an elbow issue, and God knows about Chris Sale. When it comes to Gary Sanchez, he had a back injury and now has a fever. And, of course, when you hear fever these days, you automatically jump to conclusions, and you think there's a chance he has the coronavirus. Now, he has not been tested for the coronavirus yet. There's no reason to believe that he has the coronavirus at this point. But Gary Sanchez does have the flu, and that uh, could drop him if it's... Not really the, the flu. In fact, like, I kind of would rather it be corona than like a real back, serious back injury. Because like that, he'll get over in a couple weeks. Right. The back injury, that could linger. Yeah, and this is probably something that has lingered. It wouldn't surprise me, Greg, if Gary Sanchez has been dealing with this back injury. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe Since September. Dating back to last season, like everybody else on the New York Yankees, James Paxton, Aaron Judge, these guys were all battling injuries back last season, during the postseason, and they didn't do anything until February. February or until March. So it's very frustrating, Greg. But Gary Sanchez is someone who has continuously battled injuries throughout his career. Calf, shoulder, back. It feels like this guy has battled everything. And now potentially coronavirus, which, you know, look, we're not going to make light of the situation. It's a very serious situation. But uh, I, I think you're almost right, Greg, because if this is, you know, if they're almost masking an injury. I don't know. With, it's been the Yankees. So who with, knows? with saying that it's a flu. Maybe We've already seen another organization do that with Chris Sale and the Boston Red Sox. Now, what if the Yankees are thinking, look, we've already delivered so much bad news to our fan base. Stanton, Severino, Paxton, Judge, they cannot be dealt another blow. We need to sell more season tickets, Greg. Not that they really have a problem selling season tickets, but 
It wouldn't surprise me if they're almost kind of covering this up right now, this back injury. I hope that that's not the case. He wasn't on my radar before, Greg. He's probably further off of my radar now. Do you know the Yankees start at 11 a.m. on opening day? 11 a.m.? Are you kidding me? That's probably not true. Hey, that's what it says. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> like, what do you think? Be like 1 p.m.? Yeah, it probably is a 1 p.m. start time. All right, can, you, can you look that up for me? I'm going to look it up right, right now. Right, I appreciate it. Um... Okay, I know we got two minutes until the break. I appreciate that, Sean. Um, after the break, we are going to get to some of these guys that well, you don't want to forget about on draft day. Corbin Burns is certainly going to fit that mindset. 3 p.m. Why did I say 11.05? Even the fact that it's 3 p.m. is weird, Greg. That doesn't bother me as much as like 11.05 a.m. The Yankees are going to start when, while we're on the air. Kind of. Kind of is right. Uh-huh. Let's get back to it, Frank. <laughs> Uh, let's get let's get back to it. Or we hope is what we what we really should have said. As we continue looking at some of the big stories um, over the last couple of days, you mentioned before that Bryce Harper left uh, the Phillies game today with a bruised foot. He got hit in the foot. It's precautionary. Nothing's happening. Greg, there, right? this happened to me last year. You Do not be afraid because remember, oh, that's right. It's actually this exact thing happened to me last I year. I remember. We had the NFBC drafts over at the Stewart Hotel last year. We were broadcasting live, and I was all set. I think I had picked 12 or 13. Foot, my finger is on the trigger. And I, I was like, I'm drafting Bryce Harper. I think he's going to have a massive season. I'm drafting him in the first round of my NFBC main event draft. What happened, Greg? He, he got, got hit, hit in the foot. In the foot. The day before, we didn't know what was going on. I panicked. I wound up taking Aaron Judge. What a fool this guy was. Bryce Harper is going to be just fine. And if he slips in your draft, take advantage as a result. Who are you forgetting about? Who shouldn't you forget about? We know the term sleeper is dead. We're going to try to find those sleepers anyway. Corbin Burns and a whole lot more coming your way right after this. What's dead may never die. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Program. That was a quick show today, Frank. I know, Greg. You did so much on it. You even did a whiteboard series. You, you, you told everyone what they should do with the ninth overall pick, and you love both teams. Frank, I believe that like you didn't talk for the first seven minutes of the show. <laughs> so you wanted, Neither you, did you. Yes, I did. It was Alex Fasano yeah. and a tip drill with Sean Guastamaki. What about what did you do? Talk for three seconds? I would talk for three minutes on each side of it. <laughs> no, you didn't. What? Two minutes. <laughs> you talked for the first two minutes. Yeah. And then you threw to a tip drill. Right. Which took you 15 seconds. Right. And then we came back and it was me. Are you saying I'm not holding up my weight today on the show? No, no. I'm you're doing, doing, my you're doing a great job, Greg. Speaking of weight, look at all the weight this guy is losing right now. Look at this. Same, the Greg, same weight I was my weight. stand up, show up. off the abs that same, got going the on. abs? Like, I know once upon a time we like oiled you up here did. on the network. We did, yeah. I think that's something we should probably look into yeah. once again. Look yeah. at this guy. Look how slim this guy is should, looking Should right I take now. my shirt off? You want to take my shirt off? Beach bod, Greg Sussman. Let, uh, let me get look. look. Yeah. Let me get out of the way. Which way? Look at this, this guy. This is my bod, right? Look at this guy. You like my bod? He's doing great, man. 
His nice, nice little no, pouch. No, seriously, right you here? probably lost about 20 pounds from last year, right? No. Yes, you did. Well, two years ago. I lost 10 pounds from last year. All right, year. there you go. Two years ago, whatever it was. Look at this guy. And Adonis. Adonis. And this, uh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that right there. <laughs> look at that right there. I didn't there. say you actually had to do it, Greg. <laughs> you know me. I don't know. Who needs Giancarlo Stanton when you have Greg Stanton? Giancarlo Stanton could, could be on the field tomorrow running. Oh, great. Here we go. Shut down for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to Carl Stan. Okay, we could wind up drafting Corbin Burns, though, Frankie, because Eric like Lauer that. is not going to be ready to start the season, according to the Milwaukee Brewers, which means that a player like Corbin Burns, potentially, or Freddie Peralta, well, one of them are going to be in the rotation both of them. for the Brewers. One of them or both of them. Why not? You're right. Well, is it, there's only one spot, I think. Is that, is that true? No, so what does roster research have to say, Frank? Well, we'll find out in about three seconds. Because Much faster computer here. All right, here we go. Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, Josh Lindblom. Only one. Freddie Peralta, Greg. You're correct. It could be Corbin Burns. Right, get Brett Anderson out of there. Come well, on. He'll be injured soon enough. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. So, uh, any interest in Freddie Peralta or Corbin Burns? You know, I do like both of these guys, Greg. And honestly, this entire time, this is why I don't work for Fangraphs or Roster Resource. I thought that they both had jobs, honestly. <laughs> I thought both Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns had jobs. And, and Maybe they will soon enough if someone else gets injured or, you know, uh, obviously there is, uh, if someone does not live up to the expectations, someone like Brett Anderson or Josh Lindblom, who they just brought back from Korea, similar situation to, you know, guys like Merrill Kelly the past couple of seasons. Um, We'll see what happens there in this rotation. But I think that there's upside to be had with both of these guys, Greg. Freddie Peralta has pitched very well in the spring. He pitched so well that he has earned himself a contract extension, and he's been working more on his breaking pitches, more so on the slider. Uh, we've continuously talked about the past couple of years how Freddie Peralta throws his fastball like 75 80% of the time. That's just way too much to throw your fastball. Even the best fastball, like Lance Lynn, throws like three different fastballs, and it's about like 70% of the time. But if you're throwing 75 to 80, you're not going to live in. Major League Baseball as a starting pitcher. He's been working more on his breaking pitches, Freddie Peralta that is, and the Brewers have liked what they've seen so much that they gave him a contract extension. But Greg, I don't want to forget about Corbin Burns because like Mitch Keller, I think that he was just one of the most unlucky pitchers in baseball last year. He had an ERA over 8. He was bad. He stinks. Greg, his XFIP, 3.37. His skill interactive ERA, Sierra, 3.55. Do we play in an XFIP uh, league? We do not. Uh. His swinging strike rate, 17%. The stuff is nasty for Corbin Burns, and he's looked very good in the spring. I believe he had an outing yesterday, three innings, six strikeouts as well. Don't forget, yeah. he was actually battling with Brandon Woodruff last year for the final job in the Brewers' rotation, and obviously the rest was history when it came to Brandon Woodruff. Uh, but Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta are two players that I both really do like. I think that they have some upside, and I would be taking stabs on either one of them late in their drafts. Uh, I actually think Corbin Burns has higher upside, though. Let me throw you a name, Frankie, that we haven't talked about because you don't like, and that's David Dahl because he's always injured. I know you don't like these always injured players. He burned me last year. But Bud Black... Uh, earlier today said David Dahl's going to bat leadoff for this team with Charlie Blackman uh, staying in the middle of the order. We don't see bases anymore anyway, so batting third doesn't really change much for me. But this lineup's going to be David Dahl at the top, followed by Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, your boy Danny Murphy, and then Ryan Meek. Mahan! Exactly. So, with David Dahl batting leadoff, caveat, you know that's coming, if he can stay healthy, are we forgetting about David Dahl a little bit? Yeah, I think he is coming out of value right now. Well, actually, something you could do, Greg, is look up See, the... Wait, is it, hold on. Look up the auction oh, 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 price. I gotta ask you something. I want you to look up the auction no, no, price of David Dahl. See? Your custom is gone. Right? That's not how you, it's not how you customize uh, yeah. it. See? It's gone for It wasn't just me. 
All right, so it's something I'm, I'm going to look into here. I, I didn't not believe you. You didn't believe me. Let's be real. I did believe you. you didn't I believe everything you say. You're my oh, best you friend. never do. All right, well, David Dahl was great last year when yeah. he was on the field. He played 100 games, Greg. Right. He was batting 302. He's good. He's been very good whenever yeah. he's on the field. Uh, that's not the issue. It's just a matter of health. And look, if he can stay healthy, please look up the auction price of David Dahl because, you know, you've actually just, you know, opened my eyes up to something here. I might actually want to be in on David Dahl. $9. $9. Eh, don't really love that price when it comes to David Dahl. I was hoping we could get him for like five bucks. No, that's not going to happen. But. Uh, look, if he's healthy, <laughs> look who's going right next to David Dahl could. Oh gosh, Chris Sale. Is that guy going to pitch this year? If David Dahl could stay healthy, he's going to score 90 plus runs this yeah. year. He's going to hit 20 to 25 home runs. He's going to hit 280 plus. It's just a matter of health, but he is the classic example of a player who is going later than he should because of issues with his health in the past. But if he stays healthy, I'm not going to go as far as to say he could be a league, a league winner, Greg, but he is someone that could severely outperform his ADP and his auction price. The problem is he's never stayed healthy. Right. Ever. We're not, like, not just like, oh, last season. Oh, season Even in the before. minors as well, yeah. Never. He has never, ever stayed healthy. Ever. We thought that he could become because of what he did uh, in 2016 with the Rockies where he, he came up at five steals, seven uh, home runs. You thought that would translate at over a full season. We're looking at a guy that could wind up being 2020. Instead, you get a guy that barely plays 20 games. With 100 games last year, Frank, as you said, that's the most of his career. 100 games. It's not good enough, man. You got 15 home runs, which is fine. Four steals, four caught stealings. Is he going to get up to 10? Maybe, if you're lucky. He could help you in the batting average department. I think he's around a 300 hitter, maybe 280. But will he stay healthy? I don't know. And they always have a lot of guys out there in Colorado that can play. Ryan Tapia. But David uh, Dahl's guy. They're not going to platoon him. He's still young enough. Like, maybe they'll give him a few more 26 days years old. Because he's been hurt. But uh, he's, yeah, he's turning 26 here on uh, on April 1st. Uh, but, look, I think that, you know, as long as he's healthy, they'll give him some maintenance days here or there. But I think he's going to play every single day for the Colorado Rockies. Um, you know, health permitting. He's sat against tough lefties. But do they have, like, who else are they going to use out there? Are they going to really, are they going to bench him for Ian Desmond? Yes. No, but, they're probably going to bench Sam Hilliard for Ian Desmond. Dude, but Black's crazy. Say it to his face. I will. <laughs> next, time we, next time we see him. But great, this is, something, this is an exercise that we were doing last night. Is, you know, we were looking into which players can, can severely outperform their auction value. Yeah. David Dahl is one of them at $9. Yeah. The David Dahl at $9 could be the player that, that helps. I don't want to say league winner either. But he, he's fine. He can easily return $20. Do you want to draft, you, you draft him? It, it, it comes down to, I would have to have a lot of other safe outfielders, right? Like, I would, he, I would need him to be probably my third or fourth outfielder, and I'd have to feel really good about the health of my first two. Okay. So I wouldn't put him on a team, let's say, for example, with, like, Starling Marte. I agree. Because that's too much injury risk. I agree, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, let me move on. One of the closures that we were after that doesn't cost you all that much is Joe Jimenez in Detroit. And exactly what we hoped would happen happened. Ron Gardenhire announced earlier today, or last night, that... Who was the source on that, actually? Uh, that was our own Craig Mish. <laughs> Craig, we revealed that on the show. Craig, I was in a meeting on the show. I know. <laughs> so, no, he, he interviewed Ron Gardenhire yesterday, and he asked him about, you know, who the closer was going to be, and uh, he tweeted out uh, a small uh, snippet of that interview earlier today, and then we aired the rest of it on Fantasy Sports today. But, yeah, Joe Jimenez is going to be the guy. He mentioned Buck Farmer, first and foremost, as the setup man, and if anything were to happen to Joe Jimenez, Buck Farmer is the guy. So, has some swing and miss stuff. We saw uh, a career-high swinging strike rate out of Buck Farmer last year, more strikeouts than ever before, over a strikeout per inning. So, if you do want to handcuff Joe Jimenez in some of these deeper drafts. Buck Farmer is the guy, uh, but Joe Jimenez, Greg, in Roto leagues as your as a low end catcher too. 
A catcher three, I have no problem with it. Joe Jimenez is not a catcher, Frank. Uh, closer. Thanks. Whatever, they will start with C. Sure. I don't mind him as, like, your second catcher. Closer. <laughs> second closer! <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, a tough day. A tough end of the show. Right. Um, all right, so yeah, Joe Man is a fine second closer. We thought we've, we're on the Shane Green bandwagon back to back years. Detroit gets saves. That is not an issue. Joe Menes can be good. We're in a good spot. Like, I want Joe Menes on my team. Shane Green, I think, had 25 saves last year in the Tigers' first 30 wins. He was awesome. It was crazy. And the year before, he was just as good for us. I'm not, gonna, not anymore. I'm Unless you want to draft Shane Green again. Nah, I don't want to do that. I don't even think he's on a team. I don't know. Uh, he's, no, I think he's, he's on the Braves. He's on the Braves. Yeah. On the Braves. Uh, I'm in. On, on Joe Jimenez here. A couple of moments left uh, in the program. Exactly two minutes, as we just heard, uh, from our own Sean Guasamaki back in New York. A um, couple of minutes, or a minute each, on your boys. Ready? Fred Mill Reyes, two bombs last night. What can I say, Greg? He's climbing. This guy is going to hit 45 home runs this year. That seems like a stretch. Whatever the over-under is, and I know that they have them somewhere, uh, take the over. We are at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Frank. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. All right, so please, someone, Brian, uh, someone, go go find me um, Go find me the over-under for Fran Reyes' home runs because he's going over. Over the number. Other player I wanted you to mention here quickly, Mauricio Dubon. I cannot believe I was reading about it this It only took night. a Roto-World blurb for Greg to find out who Mauricio Dubon is. Meanwhile, I've been trying to tell him about him for the past two weeks. You were. Uh, but now he's going to have outfield eligibility potentially. Also play a little center field for the San Francisco Giants. What is not to like about Mauricio Dubon? Look at these numbers, Greg. Yeah, show me the numbers, Greg. In only 30 games last year. Yeah. Four homers. Nice. Three stolen bases. <laughs> Look at last year in the minor leagues in AAA. 20 home runs, 10 stolen bases. He batted 297 with the Brewers, 323 with the Giants. He's got the hit tool. He doesn't strike out all that much. In a deeper league, in an NL only, as a middle infielder, or in a 15-team league, as your middle infielder, or as a reserve bat, Mauricio Dubon, someone I'm looking at, going to have that dual position eligibility. Mauricio Dubon. He's not Italian. Oh. All right. Up next is Pharrell, coast to coast. He's here. Mafia is here. He's going to have your updates for the next couple of hours. I want to thank Sean and Alex back in New York City. Tomorrow, Fred, we keep referring to these auctions. We're going to do an auction draft primer on the program tomorrow. Let's go. Are you ready? Let's do it. So you want, you want to set an aside an hour to make our team? I got one. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here at SportsGrid. Well, great. We can't give out all of our targets because then we're not going to get any of them. Well, we'll see what happens. He's Frank Stample. I'm Greg Sussman. Thanks so much for everybody watching listening. We will do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.